welcome to Fempowerly, where Christina and Michelle dish out life hacks to inspire your every day. Hello, everyone. We are back for part two of the conversation about love your body now. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, we talked about mindset things that you could do uh, to get there. But this time we thought we would talk about physical action steps you could take to enhance your love for your body. Yeah. I mean, so there's always like a couple of different components to everything. And we of course, always recognize like the mental part of it, but there's definitely like little actions you can take to help yourself get to like be a little bit happier just day by day. Mm -hmm. And so we thought we'd mention a few of those things. Um, what you want to talk about first. So I think (laughs) we were just, we we were just chatting about this because we had made like a little side promise to ourselves that we would clean out our closets. And that was six months ago. Mm-hmm. Still haven't done it. Yeah. But that's the first one on the list is just to clean out your closet. Yeah. Because it's just so much like weight when you have a whole bunch of stuff that you don't wear. And, it, and it's so funny, the dynamic of going to your closet and you go, oh, I don't have anything that I want to wear today. Nothing makes you feel good. But you beat yourself up worse because you have a ton of clothes. So you yeah. feel even worse. Like I've got all these clothes and I can't find anything to wear. Like what's wrong with me? And it's just every single day we do it to ourselves. We choose to torture ourselves like that. So getting rid of that. And, you know, for me, I'm always about like what's doable for real. And like just if you can't part with it yet because sometimes it's hard, right? then put them in a, like, put the things that you know you're not fitting in, whatever, put them in a box and put them somewhere else. If it's in storage or the garage, whatever. Right. And, and then see how that goes. Cause it's doable. You yeah. don't have to make any long-term commitment to that decision. It's a little bit of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I feel like I walk into my closet and I'm immediately overwhelmed mm-hmm. because I have way too many things. But you're immediately overwhelmed as well as frustrated because I have things that I have things in different ranges of sizes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I want to wear something that maybe is not in my range right now, it, it's just aggravating to me. Yeah. And so then I get frustrated with that. And it just it's a, it's a nasty little cycle that you, you should walk into your closet. And really the things that are presented there for you should all be good options mm-hmm. that when you put them on your body, you feel good in them. Yeah. Like Maria Kondo says, if it doesn't spark joy. <laughs> and then and then she says when the things that you're getting rid of, which I really loved this. I never really thought about this, but say thank you. And then get rid of it. I would be saying a lot of things. I would too. Or at least I should be. (laughs) I could put everything into one pile. I'll thank it and send it on its way. Thank you. Right. See you later. Insert match. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I know we wouldn't miss it. And we would feel so much better. Even if you only had 10 items hanging in your closet, you wouldn't beat yourself up that you wore the same four outfits all the time. Yeah. Because those are the only four that you feel good in. And you had this, all these clothes, but if you only have these things to choose from until you've, you know, replaced them, right? you feel better. Well, I mean, too, like you can do staple items. Like, I feel like it's really nice to have a couple of different things. We all do this. You know, you all, we all go to our closet and we wear a couple of the same things repeatedly. Mm -hmm. We wear the jeans that make us feel good. 
We wear tops that are comfy or flattering. Like we pair these things up continuously. So why not just make your closet be all that, all of those things and get rid of the other things that are dragging you down. Absolutely. Not only that, but just all that extra stuff tends to spark stress. Oh, sure. It's more stuff to handle, more stuff to take care of more things that you're like evaluating versus just walking into a space. That's the thing. It's, it's almost like decision exhaustion. It's that evaluating and then the meaning we give it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden every day you're literally looking at a closet full of things that you are like, Oh, well I can't wear those and I can't wear that. And that doesn't fit right. And that button's broken and those pants don't really go up. Pathetic that I have all this and I have nothing to wear. Right. But if you just walk into your closet and you literally are like, Oh, okay, well, you know, these are the pants. I have skirts, etc. It's it takes all that stress out if it's mm-hmm. if you're not giving yourself options that aren't even actually options. Yes, we're talking to ourselves. Yeah, we are 100. <laughs> yes, for sure. So cleaning out your closet. I mean, it's an, it's simple. We know it, but like we need to do it. We're with you on this step. We need to do it. We do need to. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to work on that myself. I am too. So then. What about like changing your surroundings? I feel like anything that you're trying to do, like when you're trying to morph yourself or change or like grow in some sort of capacity, like in a lot of aspects of life, we know like if you're trying to get a degree in whatever, you're probably going to hang out with people that are like-minded and have that same mindset and they're trying to do the same things because like attracts like and it's helpful to be around those. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to better yourself and like reframe your body and reframe like or reframe what you think about your body, you kind of have to do that same, have that same mentality, mm-hmm. you know, like the places that you go, the people that you hang out with, it goes back to the social media, the things that you're pumping into your brain every single day that are making you either feel good or making you feel bad. Yep. Because we, it's almost like we naturally, just like we naturally will focus on some thing that we think is a flaw on ourself. We also will focus on the things we're missing out on with other people. So like you're saying, you know, if you're hanging out with people that have the same goals in life or at least the same type of things, you know, and they're always trying to get better or whatever, you're going to be less likely to feel like, oh, you know, all my friends are all doing this. I'd rather be doing that. And it's that much harder to stick to what we're trying to accomplish in our own life. Right. Or, I mean, you could even take it one step further. We probably all have some sort of friend situation or family situation where those people don't necessarily make us feel the best about ourselves. Right. And if you can kind of take yourself out of that equation, you might see that when you're hanging out, like I always tell Michelle, like I know Michelle is very like kind and sweet and she's always got, you always got a compliment. You always have a compliment. And I mean it. I know. But like, I know I'm never going to like see her for like lunch or like, a you know, whatever we're doing and that she's going to make me feel bad. She's not going to make me feel bad. So like hanging out with her, I leave and I'm in a great mood. I'm feeling good. I think like, hey, I feel good today Mm because I hung out with somebody who like that energy bounces to me and it, it doesn't matter. It's your energy, but I absorb it. And I'm not like you're and you're the same way and you're, you're not taking from, cause I feel the same way. And it's, it's somebody who's not wanting to take you down to feel better about themselves, you know? Right. But I mean, in the opposite respect, like you could hang out with somebody else who, you know, going into that meetup, you're not going to feel so great when you get done. So just 
knowing that and pulling yourself out of those situations can really change things. Boundaries. Boundaries. Setting yourself some social boundaries. And it's so, you know, part of it happens naturally. The older we get, I think we get better at it. Like time is too precious, honey. I don't have time for that. And I literally have like gotten to know people enough to go, nope. Yeah. Pulling out, I'm not going to grow that anymore. 100%. You know, oh, nope, I don't have time for that anymore yeah. because I could see, you know, you don't know at first, but yeah. then you start to see the writing on the wall. Do it for yourself. Do it sooner than later. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree with that. I feel like when you start drawing some boundaries, all of a sudden you realize that there's power and safeguarding, like how other people and scenarios make you feel. You know, we really do have a tendency, like no matter what it is, like your viewpoint is on, you know, energy, et cetera, you do tend to absorb what you're around. Sure. And I've heard like different sayings, like this is kind of off topic, but you know, if you're the smartest person in your group of friends, you probably need to find a new group of friends. And if you're the most optimistic person in your group of friends, you might need to kind mm-hmm. of like mix up your friends a little bit. And if you're in a group of friends that, you know, you leave every time and you're not feeling so great, yeah. you might need to look at changing that. So true. It's almost, if you find yourself, you know, because yeah, it's almost toxic, you know? Yeah. And, and if you find yourself having to build your own, energy back up emotionally or mentally after being with a person or a group, then that is huge. Like, you know, red, or if you red flag. Dread, like if yeah. you're or if you've got anxiety an building up, oh, they're probably going to say this, da, 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 da. Like gearing then yourself up for you kind of that. Know, yeah. Just yeah. don't. Yeah. It's not where you need to be. A hundred percent. Yeah. I say that a lot. I say a hundred percent. I say absolutely too much. I keep catching myself. So I say a hundred percent. Record yourself and find out what you repeat all the time. Oh my gosh. So then I think lastly, like our last topic for today was just finding ways to treat yourself to things that improve your confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, that's different for everybody. Oh, totally. You know, so I don't know. If you just had a baby, you're working on your body, fine. Treat yourself to some things that maybe make you feel good in your skin, or maybe it's like focusing on your hair and your... Getting a facial. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Your nails. Mm-hmm. Or... Some new makeup, like lipstick. Maybe or... it's not even something that's like commercially bought. Maybe your focus is like every day you take 30 minutes and you take a walk for yourself because mm-hmm. that makes you feel good or you... You meditate or you meditate, whatever. You read with a cup of coffee and you just, it's, it's for you. Right. But finding like something that like recharges your energy mm-hmm. makes you feel good and isn't focused on whatever it is that you're, you, you are having some confidence issues or frustrations with, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like that can make a big difference. It really can. Cause it's a treat. Like we have to give ourselves treats sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. especially if we're beating ourselves up at the same, you know, and, and even just if it's, if it's body oriented, maybe, especially if you did clean your closet out, like go get a couple of blouses, you know, it doesn't have, you don't have to invest a lifetime savings in it. Just mm-hmm. like go get a couple of things. It's amazing. I, I love that little quote. I I'm nicer when I like my outfit, mm-hmm. but I was thinking, you know, I don't know that I'm nicer, but I definitely offer a better version of myself when I feel good about how I'm presenting myself. Yeah. I, I'm not self-conscious about something because I think, oh, this blouse is, I just like it. I like this color. It makes me happy. Yeah. 
And then you end up offering more of yourself. And, you know, life is better when we're our authentic self instead of um, feeling like, oh, these jeans don't even fit me and I'm frustrated and whatever. It's like yeah. if we give ourselves a treat sometimes, right. you know, it can, it can be worth a lot. And I feel like treats, I mean, treats can go so many different so directions. So many different directions. Like treats can be something that is non-monetary. Mm-hmm. It can be just time, time that you spend with yourself. It can be literally taking time to spend time with somebody who makes you feel good. Yes. Walking it, next door to the right. to your friend and having a coffee with her. Or right. Something. Yeah. It's just something that celebrates, you know, something that celebrates and makes you feel Fills happy. You and it takes a, like takes you away from whatever was driving you down for mm-hmm. a little bit. And the more you allow yourself to feel good and the more time that you spend in that type of you know, mental space, the more that you'll get used to being like that way. Does that make sense? Totally. In fact, as you were saying, I was thinking it may be a little things that we could all do is like, cause sometimes you don't even know, or that week you might be feeling like exhausted from, you know, being frustrated. So you don't even know what to look for to be that reward. Mm -hmm. So almost like it would be a good exercise to sit down and list the things that make you feel good. What fills me up? Like, right. what do I really look forward to? For me, I can tell you, I love going out and watering my plants early morning. It's like my time and it's like yeah. such a treat for me at the morning air. So it's like make a list of those things and then you know what to run to when mm-hmm. you need it. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I feel like I love when I can just sit down and have like either a cup of coffee or tea or sometimes it's like a glass of wine, but where it's calm Mm -hmm. and it's quiet and I don't have like a lot of chaos around me. And it helps me just to sit for a minute and kind of escape like, you know, what your normal day is, which usually is kind of chaotic. And I feel like, you know, the longer that we get into life and the more involved our lives become, we tend to forget to take any time for ourselves. And we think of it as a little bit selfish. And it's not. It's not selfish to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and it's not selfish to want to be confident and you can't, it, you can't really live in confidence if you're not taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like confidence gets a lot deeper than simply how you look. It's no, literally yes. like taking care of yourself so that you love yourself enough to do the things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you're worthy of that. Yeah. Right. You don't want yourself to get to the point of being run down, depleted and empty. And then you're not going to be that wonderful person to the others that you want to be generous to. So right. then you're just sitting in unhappiness. Yeah. So, so it sounds like we both enjoy mental space, you know, that mental yeah. space to not be I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I think so too. But I think, I think we so talk too. ourselves out of it like, oh gosh, I'm lazy. You know. I'm not doing anything and accomplishing anything. I'm being selfish right. or whatever. I feel like, you know, weekends, I've slowly in the last like year or two started taking back my weekends so that I can have time to just sit. And I find myself like literally just wanting to be in my home, kind of unbothered you know, in my space. And didn't you have to train yourself I to did, do that? I found the same thing. I was so, so in my mind that a Saturday of doing nothing and being at home and just doing a little bit of whatever was not productive. Right. But really it was the best thing for me yeah. because then I go into the you week more not regretful of like not having any time. Yeah. So totally, yeah. totally. I find myself in that same, you know, it's like you literally have to retrain yourself. Yes. 
100%. Yeah, because in, in doing that, setting boundaries, all those things kind of feel uncomfortable at first because we're yeah. not used to it. But, um, you know, even just setting boundaries with people, you kind of feel if you've allowed too much around, you know, you might feel like it's being mean or aggressive at first, but it's not. It's just you feel that way because you've allowed it for so long and you've yeah. not had a boundary. So, yeah, for sure. I almost said 100% and 100%. I know. Uh, absolutely. I just, yeah, I can't even <laughs> help myself with that. Oh. Um, no, I mean, I just, we, I feel like we just want to kind of allow people to take space to allow yourself to be the best yeah. that you can be. Because you can't really be your happiest, best self to anybody if you're not happy inside. Yeah. And you can't really be happy inside if you're not taking time to give yourself a way to feel that happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be true to yourself and not feel guilty for it. And there you go. So I think that's it. That's pretty that's good. It. We'll yeah. probably talk more about this. Absolutely. We talk about things a lot around here a couple of times. A yes. couple of different ways. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at fem.powerly.